What does it all mean? We'll find out today on Weather Jazz. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science... And of course, from time to time, whenever the spirit moves me, something totally different, off-topic episodes that for no other reason I find interesting, and hopefully I can make it interesting for you. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number three, season three, for Monday, November 7th, 2022. Well, we'll get to our topic of the day coming up here in just a moment. But first of all, let me address the elephant in the room. Not only is it election day tomorrow, Tuesday, but it's also going to be A day for the blood moon. We have a lunar eclipse going on. We will get to see the lunar eclipse here as the moon is setting tomorrow morning. So if you're an early riser, you've got a pretty good chance of looking to the southwest or west low in the sky and watching the moon go into the Earth's shadow. But the question begs, how often do we see a lunar eclipse on election day in the USA. Well, here's something to ponder. Tomorrow's blood moon, which is a total lunar eclipse, and we'll get to see the very, very initial stages of that as the moon is setting in the western horizon tomorrow morning. For those of you who happen to live along the west coast or in one of the western states or in Alaska or in Hawaii, you're going to see the whole thing. But Those of us on the East Coast or in the Eastern time zone will see only the first half of the eclipse as the moon enters into both the penumbra and the umbra, the darker part of the shadow. And we will see a total lunar eclipse setting in the western sky for those of us with a very unobstructed western view. But let's get back to this fact that we have a lunar eclipse on the day of the USA election. Is that a rare event? Well, let me answer it this way. The next total lunar eclipse passed tomorrow, the next one to take place on election day, which is always the Tuesday following the first Monday of November, that is going to be in the year, are you ready? 2394, over 300 years from now. So to say that it is a relatively rare thing is, uh, yes, <laughs> that certainly is very, very accurate. As uh, virtually everybody within the sound of my voice who is alive today, 2022, 
will not be alive to see the next one. We will be observing that from a completely different perspective in 2394. Well, coming up in just a little bit, Scott Sable and I will be chatting about something you see in the forecast every night. In the eight day, you will see a number that represents the probability of precipitation. Now, generally, we don't start showing a probability until it rises to at least 20%. 20% is the minimum that you'll see virtually all of the time. But what exactly does that mean? Well, there is a method to our madness. Scott Sable and I will talk about that coming up right after the break. Scott, let's do a follow-up. And uh, last episode, episode number two, talked about the winter weather outlook. Mm-hmm. But recently, you provided our weather team uh, just a fascinating study on probability of precipitation and Very frequently, I get that question from viewers saying, what do you mean? And um, for a little while, the official definition in the the glossary of meteorology was, in my humble opinion, convoluted to to the point where nobody could understand what what it really meant. What what do you mean by that? Right. Uh, But... The way that we use probability of precipitation at Fox 8 maybe is a little different. uh, And we take into account uh, something that we all really have to consider, and that is the psychology of the weather forecast. So Mm -hmm. at this point, I'm going to give you carte blanche and put it in your lap. Probability of precipitation. What is it? Well, the, the technical definition, like you alluded to, uh, and it's been used, you know, for a long time. And, and, and it, when you look at it, technically, it makes sense. But in practical terms, like you said, it's very hard to conceptualize. It's, and, and, and forgive me, but correct me if I'm getting this wrong, because I always mess it up and I'm going just off memory here. It's the combination of the probability and the confidence that you're going to get one one hundredth of an inch of rain in a specific time span over a specific area. That was, it's, yeah, that was the relatively new one. Is that the relatively new one? Maybe that's how they added some in there. So in yeah, other words, yeah. you take, you take, okay, let's say the probability is going to be 40% mm-hmm. or 0.4 and your confidence that that's going to happen is pretty high. Let's say it's 80%, 0.8. You, and I remember you multiply those together and that'll give you your probability of precipitation. It, it, it turns into an algebraic equation that no one can visualize right? because in this day and age, everybody has one of these, everyone has a phone and you know, everyone I called our weather universe. If it's not happening in your backyard, nobody cares for the most part, you know? So even though it has the best of intentions for on-air television purposes, mm-hmm. it doesn't really work for, it doesn't work for me. And I don't think it works for a lot of other people. Doesn't so work for me either. No, you're you right. Know, you know, we cover here at Fox 8, I think, what, 20, 25 counties, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. it spans a lot, a lot, pretty fairly large area. And, you know, the, 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 the problem we have is we only have two to three minutes at most to convey the weather story and the weather forecast on television. So we're trying to nail down and trying to describe the weather story as best we can for those 20 to 25 counties. And using that definition, it doesn't work. So 
over the years, and I know we did an episode on the psychology of a weather forecast a while back, and this is kind of a, a, a subcategory. I use what I call the three C's when I do probability of precipitation. I look at one thing. I look at what's my confidence that whatever's going to come out of the sky, what's my confidence, all right? Whether it's light rain, whether it, whatever it is, snow, sleet, freezing, what's my confidence? The other thing is the coverage, all right? How much of the area is going to see whatever it is that's going to fall, mm-hmm. okay? And number three, which I think is critical, is the three C is critical. I think this is the most critical of the three, and hence, hence the name critical. What that means is I'm giving the, the, the details, the usable details. When is it going to happen? Um, what type of precipitation is it? Is it going to be light? Is it going to be spotty? What's the biggest threat? Are we looking at flooding? Are we looking at just enough to wet the ground? Is it coming at rush hour? Is it coming in the middle of the night? Um, you know, what type of window are we looking at? That type of thing. So there's a lot of art there. There's it'll, that, of course, is very subjective. Um, there's a lot of computer model analysis there. So I kind of take all of that, and the, and, and the critical part is an amalgamation of all those elements. And so when I look at the amount of the area that's covered, which I know most people don't care because it's not, and if if they live in Nashville and it's in Mansfield, no one cares. But mm-hmm. for our purposes, we need to do that. You know, what's my confidence that's going to happen, and what's critical. And I take all those and put them together to come up with one number. And this is mainly for the eight-day forecast, one number that best describes that weather event. You know, and that's where, and when we can have a whole conversation about eight-day forecasts and how one number just doesn't do it justice. But I think the general public is used to seeing that one number. You know, and maybe over time, you know, the the, the probability percentage might be changed and augmented and thrown out the window. But it's to come up with one number for an eight day. Mm -hmm. And then if we need to do and if I need to do other descriptions, I'll have a map of northern Ohio. And then like in my weather blog, I'll have, okay. let's say it's going to be from noon to 4 p.m. that the eastern half of the area is going to have light rain. It'll be on and off spotty, not a big deal, few hundredths of an inch of rain, and then move out of here, I'll create a graphic that gives those critical details. Mm -hmm. So that way, when people see it, they can go, oh, I live right there. Okay, now I see that's going to be from 12 to four, it'll be light and spotty. Now I can plan accordingly. Oh, I live in Mansfield, we're going to see more sunshine, not a big deal. If I see a shower, it's not going to be something that impacts me. So it's, I combine all these elements. And I, I know some people will say, well, you know what? You're overanalyzing this. Aren't you overthinking it? And I think in this day and age, I don't think so. Yeah. Now, I do have a tendency to overthink things, my wife will tell me. But in this case, to ignore detail, especially when the public can go to their whatever weather app and go, it's 21.2% chance of rain. What does that mean? You know, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but we're in, I don't want to say competition, but we're, we're, we're fighting the, the, the garbage apps out there. Mm-hmm. And so I think more detail and, 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 and to pay more attention to those numbers, I think is more important than ever before. Hey, Scott, tell me how you really feel about those garbage apps. <laughs> Somebody called them crap apps <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> I mean, they, don't get me wrong. Oh, they're yeah. great for, you know, general, you know, general weather. But if, mm-hmm. but if there's going to be a, a thunderstorm line coming through, you know, a lot of those, you know, we can have a whole topic of conversation on how it's, it's driven by, most of them are not driven by humans. No. And it's all computer model data mm-hmm. that changes every five minutes. And, you know, most people don't know what's under the hood, but you know, they're good for certain things, mm-hmm. but for stuff like this, you lose context, you know, a symbol mm-hmm. and a number and a percentage, you need more context than that. And weather apps, a lot of times don't give it. And you need the local meteorologist in order to make sense of it all. And right. case in point, 
would be uh, a good example. The lake effect season, when we have a strong probability that Lake and Ashtabula County will have snow for most of the day, and Mansfield, <laughs> Akron, Canton, Worcester might see a flurry. So right. we're able to show a map, hey, it's going to be a more of a 90% probability for Lake and Ashtabula County and 20% or less for places like Mansfield or Worcester. Mm-hmm. So sure, yeah, you know, we, we can bring some context to that number uh, in a way that will make sense to the viewer as opposed to just tossing out one of those numbers in the garbage apps, as you put. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. You know, and 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 that's big. And be and you know, I I think there's another um I forget who it was online said, why don't we just get rid of percentages? And my response to that is, you know, people, human beings, mm-hmm. we deal when we talk about percentage, when we talk about anything that is on a scale, we think of either zero to ten or zero to hundred. That's how our minds work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a hundred percent or or a hundred is at the top of the list and zero is at the bottom. So our minds are already geared toward this idea of a range from zero to a hundred. And that's why, you know, you know, those numbers work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what's under the hood with those numbers that's the most critical. And that's where the humans come into play, whether it's on television, whether it's National Weather Service, you know, somebody that can uh, that can give you more than just data. You know, you need something that's usable that the viewer can personify. You know, they have to be able to take that and make it usable. Go, Oh, yeah. OK, now I know. Well, OK, now I have something going on at 3 p.m. Now I can use that and I can apply it to my everyday life. Mm-hmm. So on a scale of one to 100, and of course you brought this up now, on a (laughs) scale of one to 100, (laughs) at the end of today's uh, podcast episode, episode number three, season three, on probability of precipitation, the probability that uh, those listening to the podcast will be able to have a better grasp of probability of precipitation. What is the probability of that? Honestly. I hope it's pretty high. Yeah. I hope it's above 80. <laughs> I hope it's above 80. I always tell me, yeah. if you have any questions, let me know. I mean, I'd love to, mm-hmm. you know, if they have a, you know, they know how to get a hold of you on Weather Jazz and, and, and get a hold of me. But, you know, you, you, you can't be complacent. And that's the one thing we, we are not, um, you know, especially at Fox 8. You know, you know, doing this, you've been doing this longer than me. I've been doing this 26 years. Every year you find something new. And the last thing you want to do is be complacent and throw a number up there just to get the job mm-hmm. done. That just doesn't cut it for me. Well, in terms of probability, before I let you go, uh, mm-hmm. I would have to put the probability of your return to weather jazz in the near future at ninety-nine point nine 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 percent. With a line over the nine, yeah, fantastic. Keep it going. Yeah, awesome. Looking forward to it. And there you have it: probability of precipitation. And hopefully we've taken some of the mystery out of that number and how we come up with that and how it is you can apply it as you take a look at the eight day every night on WJW television, Fox 8. For those of you in the Cleveland, Ohio area, I would imagine that the vast majority of meteorologists, television meteorologists across the country would use something very similar. It's a number to essentially put a handle on some of the elements of precipitation as those events move in.
Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast now that we're in season three. Anytime we have something interesting to talk about, I will be releasing that episode. So make sure that you are subscribing whatever platform you might be using so that way you can automatically download every episode as it becomes available. Do you have a question or a topic suggestion? I welcome your input. You can reach me anytime you need to get a hold of me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And you can also reach me via voicemail. Just call me on the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, 234-525-5888. And let me encourage you as we approach Election Day tomorrow, make sure you head out to the polls to make your voice heard. Also, Don't go in there without studying everything that's going to be on your ballot. There are plenty of ways to do that online, to actually see what the ballot looks like and to do that homework before you head into the ballot box. Well, have a great day, everybody, and enjoy this beautiful weather because obviously the other shoe will drop. Looks like that'll happen as we approach this coming weekend. We'll see you soon right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.